Aloha, you're listening to the Rolling Vets Podcast, podcast by veterans, for veterans, and civilians like I am Lucas Monster, co-host, and I'm flanked by Marine veteran peer, Chris Ellis, and our very, very special guest, former E5, Sergeant of Marines, backbone of the Marine Corps, Andy Bartle. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, we would like to extend an invitation to you, the listener, to journey inside of our realm to discover what it means to be a rolling vet. And we are back and i appreciate you i appreciate you last week giving me a shout out for uh for not for not being there for that of course of course yeah yeah so aaron i think filled in the the we are back and and i filled in the the vet labs spiel so we have that we have the vet labs here so the link (laughs) i promise you will be in the fucking description (laughs) we keep keep advertising it don't put in the description at all the link will be in the description for all your vet labs progress uh products chris do you want to go into a little bit about what's coming up some exciting news we got some new products coming out. We're coming out with a new pump formula. Mm-hmm. Come out with a natural test booster. We got shirts. We got sweatshirts. We got shaker bottles. We got weight belts, baby. We got wrist straps. You can stay strapped up. Oh, All right, shit. head on over to fucking oh, Labs. Stay strapped, get clapped. Yeah, yeah hell yeah, fucking brother. Right, right. Fucking get some. Yeah, like I said, uh, link will be in the fucking description. Get all of your military grade supplements to ensure that you remain tough, smart, and disciplined. Right, hey, bro. So All that right. discipline shit went out the window. Yeah, <laughs> look at that fucking beard. Yeah, speaking of which, so we, yeah. have, we have a very special guest today, Andy. Um, love to have you on. You served with us in 3 3. You were actually, and we'll get into this a little bit too, you were actually a part of a different unit before 3 3 PCS or PCA, right? It's PCA to uh, 233. Yeah. got transferred. I think there's a funny story behind it, if I remember correctly. I'd love to get get into, but tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, um, what kind of led to you entering the the military, specifically the Marine Corps? Uh, Well, I'm from Minnesota, small town, little country bumpkin, fucking middle of nowhere place. Nice. Um, And my grandfather was in the Corps, and he always high praises from him, and uh, one day I decided to sign up. Um, and like, then, did, you, did you already have like an idea, like when you're going through high school or, or not, you just, uh, you just didn't know. And you're just like, fucking, let me just do it. I was up in the air for a lot of it. Like I didn't have any plans. And then I sort of just thought, fuck, I should come up with something. And <laughs> there we go. And then so why the Marine Corps oh, then? It's different. It- uh, well, my grandpa was in. Yeah, and he was like, "You don't want to be a bitch, man. You don't want to be an army." <laughs> and, uh, um, well, I signed up, and well, I didn't sign the contract or anything at mm-hmm. Meps, and uh, I ended up backing out, and I was a total fucking loser. Whoa! Like I was, I was really smoking weed and drinking hard as fuck. And fuck uh, those guys, when, exactly. Yeah, do that <laughs> I, I here. told. <laughs> well no like it, it was not you guys but i smoke still now but uh but anyways i was just being a fucking loser living with my parents and uh one of my boys uh dropped acid in one of my drinks mm. they told me i was dead and i was tripping out for like two months and then finally i was just like fuck it i'm signing signing up to the core if you're dead what does it matter right 
Yeah, so <laughs> it, it fixed it fixed my mental state. So yeah, I told Morrison so, that story. So, he laughed at me. Yeah, I want to hear this story. Can we, can you go into that? Can we elaborate on that a little bit about how so you got acid dropped in your drink and you thought you were and they convinced you you were dead and then so you two months you believe this, dude? Yeah, like two months. I was in my basement, like my mom, like, like decomposing, and me some like just trying to contemplate life man i was was not sure what was real or what but it was fucking intense dog yeah like what 18 at this time or what 17 18 yeah yeah i was 18 yeah and you had this kind of like psychedelic epiphany right contemplated life and processed it and the conclusion that you reached was the marine corps the marine corps well i just needed a change and that was the one thing that just stuck out, like, get the fuck out of here, like, go okay. and do something with your life. Yeah. Now, yeah, now what, was the, what was the process like when you got the, re- got the recruiter then? Like, how did, did you choose your MOS? Like, how they set you down to do that part? Did they well, remember was, you? Uh, yeah, you they the did. Recruiters? They had, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they, they scared me into it. They had a major call me, and I had to explain to this major that I wasn't going to bitch out again. And it was intense, but yeah, right, just like it's probably just another like buddy from like a different unit. Like, hey man, just fuck with this kid. Yeah, yeah, just like <laughs> fucking scare this motherfucker so he actually goes. <laughs> well, why'd you? But, so why, why exactly did you pull out the first time? Uh, I don't know. I just think it was nerves and. Uh, it just seemed like a lot. Some some of my family members are telling me not to do it. And, uh, okay. But yeah. That's how that came about. Yeah, it worked out like, for the who's better. Who's going to carry the boats? <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't carry no boats. <laughs> so then, dumbass, heavy-ass radios. That's yeah, it. so yeah, that, that brings me to my next question. So you were a 0621 field radar operator, now known as tactical transmission operator. Um, yeah. So did you, when you initially went in before you backed out, you said you didn't really sign anything, right? So did you have like an idea of what your MOS would be? Or did you come, like, your second time uh, well, around, did you have an idea, and why Why calm? Well, I really wanted to be an aviation mechanic, because I was already, I had an idea, well, this was before I backed out, I wanted to do aviation mechanic, and, um, because I knew I'd want, like, a good job after, I figured I'd hook up a job with Delta, and... They were like, yeah, bro, we can get you that contract for sure. Like, <laughs> it's fucking. And then I backed out and I came back and they were like, well, we still got that contract for you. You could go and fix helicopters and shit. That wasn't quite the case. <laughs> we we ended up at 29 Palms real fucking fast. That's for oh, sure. Oh, shit. Okay. So, so how did like that? Did you sign an open contract and then you ended up there like I, a fucking bomb? I must have. I didn't. I didn't read the contract or nothing. So you just oh. signed that bitch. You didn't fucking even. Fuck look. yeah. We yeah, just damn, they fucking that, la- that recruiter and then, and then, so, how, so when did you did you find out in yeah, fucking man. boot camp? Like how how did when did you find MCD. out that? Yeah. You... Yeah. Boot camp. <laughs> Bro. Yeah. Oh my Luckily, god. Luckily, I scored high enough on the ASVAB to get something other than grunt. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, that's that's. <laughs> So you had, so you thought you were gonna be an aviation mechanic, probably get sent down to Pensacola, split your time between that and yeah. Lejeune or Cherry Hill, wherever they fucking, wherever they do half. Depending on Fuck what it. aircraft you work on, you get sent to a different place halfway through your aviation school. I only know that because my best friend who I enlisted with, 
uh, ended up being an aviation mechanic. Um, and I, I would love to have him on because he actually, so he tells me something. Uh, I think we all pull like something from our experiences, like stressors, like things that like, like still bother us from like time to time. His, because he was an aviation mechanic, specifically worked on V-22s, so Ospreys, you know, those things were always yeah. fucking broken. Those he are said, dope. Yeah, he said he would have, like, nightmares and shit about, like, he'd wake up, cold sweats, like, like did I tighten that screw? Like, did I fucking tighten that bolt? Like, just, like, the little things and, like, that kind of stuff just, like, would really eat at him. And that's five years working, like, 14-hour days doing that shit, man. Dude, those motherfuckers are the rocks of the sky. Those are the ones that always crash. Exactly, exactly. Like, fuck that shit. So, what were your first impressions when you found out that you're going to be calm? Like, what was, were you just like, fuck it, let's roll with it? Like, yeah, I didn't have too big of an issue with it. Yeah. It sounded, sounded pretty dope. Uh, cause my, um, one of my instructors from, um, combat training or whatever, he was, yeah. he had a bunch of buddies and he, he was like, dude, calm is, calm is where it's at. Say so, okay, because I was right. a little bit stressed during MCT or whatever. Yeah, not knowing what it was. Yeah. And then so you get so you get sent to your first unit. Which you which unit was this? Uh, VMU three. VMU three uh, out of Connie, LA. Tech. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> so you get sent to like sweet. a pogue, pogue, pogue as pogus, pogus, pogus to the pogue. Here <laughs> I'm expecting like infantry like gonna be working with all these radios and boom dude 148s and i didn't uh, even hardly touch them bro like i i handful i counted them that's all i did it was a joke before we hop in a unit what was your reaction when you found out you were getting stationed in hawaii uh right away i was pretty pumped okay for sure um, right. but I, got, I wanted you... I, I wanted to go to Japan just really oh, shit. Yeah. why is that why is that well, just, you still you know, ended, you still, we still ended up going to Japan I, you know <laughs> yeah, yeah we did yeah <laughs> yeah so it worked out but I'm glad I didn't get stationed there after seeing the the fucking soaks yeah in the calm world I can't even remember what units out there fucking yeah oh well like fucking eighth crime yeah, eighth crime. Don't eighth sorry, Yeah, fucking yeah. It's it's anarchy apparently in the calm world out there. I just, I you know, I'm glad we I'm glad we were like you know three thousand miles removed from that bullshit. But so <clears throat> that's awesome. Zero six twenty one. Get to the unit. Pogue ass shit. Like fucking. It's an aviation unit. What's your experience like there while you're in this unit? And how long are you there for? Dude, uh, so everybody, like, you know, the infantry unit, it, it, it sucked, you know, but there it like just especially sucked. It was like, you had no, no purpose, like other than counting fucking radios back serial number. It just mind numbing, dumb. Yeah. Never, never got to do any training or it just sucked. Yeah. <laughs> Well, how long were you world? with that other unit before you uh before you got stationed uh, in the 3-3? I was there four months. Four months. months. That's a pretty quick turnaround. So yeah, yeah, I wasn't even a Lance yet. I was a PFC. 
think still. Damn, fucking PFC. So you're. Yeah. So how did you get the three three then? Uh, fuck, bro. So I was filling out for the government travel charge card, you know, and I kept asking my corporals like, "Can I get uh some? I needed like a gunny's email or something." And they all just kept blowing me off, dude. And I was getting so pissed because they wouldn't let me leave to go and get chow or anything until it was done. Yeah. So finally, I was just like, fuck it. And I wrote, F you. Uh, what the fuck did I write? Hold on one sec. It's on my plaque. Stand by, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, shit, dude. I wrote, I wrote, I don't give a fuck at USMC.mil. <laughs> They uh, they kicked me out of that unit real fast after that. What fucking pussies kick you off for this, for that that little thing, dude? That's I got so I got a fucking ass chewing and ass chewing from a captain for like forty five minutes. It was bad. <laughs> <laughs> and I, was I can't just believe like, you fucking submitted that shit, bro. Dude, they were not happy. But I needed to get fucking chow, dog. I was hungry. <laughs> you never keep a fucking junior marine from their chow. Like that's the that's the lesson. Dude, that's the lesson that you learn, dude. Like you never keep a junior marine away from chow. They they are food motivated. Food motivated. Dude, and that bitch ass captain, he got he got chow that day. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I did it. Yeah, so. leaders eat last, right? What about yeah. that? Fucking pussy. <laughs> oh my god so so you now you're sent to on you're on the same island same base you're sent to a different unit you're transferred to third battalion third marines what's what's uh what's it like adjusting to that especially since you have such a quick turnaround with your time in the fleet like as, you're right, not yeah even fucking lance yet and you're you're you got you have the reputation of getting kicked out of your last unit you have a reputation of like that fucking yeah, walk us email. through checking in with three three yeah, with that, yeah. that background. uh it was uh well getting told i was going to infantry unit i was like fuck like here we fucking go mm-hmm. we're gonna do some stupid shit like, I'm going to hate life. And then uh, got over there, and everybody was pretty chill. Um, there was a couple of hard asses. But, I mean, it was it was nice to actually do something and, like, be a part of something. Mm-hmm. Like, compared to the other unit, it just felt like I was just there, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they didn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. So. But it was... It was a nice change, I think. It was, I don't think if I was in VMU three, I went to fucking last unit of the core. I don't really? know. What, you think you would? I mean, yeah. shit, you got kicked out of a unit, and and within four to five months, I think it was only a matter of time before you got kicked out of the Marine Corps if they would have kept yeah. you in that unit. <laughs> yeah, that, I, that's maybe that was their thought process too. I don't know, but I I want to know why the fuck was not an option for us to kick some motherfucking Marines out of our, out of our unit. You had Dude. to get a DUI. You had to get a fucking DUI. Was like yeah. The way. <laughs> no, Dude. no, we had we had Marine, tons of Marines got DUIs in in, in our fucking in, in the comm shop, and they didn't fucking get kicked out. I I don't know, dude. Fucking dumb. <laughs> wow. Should have fucking just forced some coke up some like what the fuck is his name? Mig Mig just oh. <laughs> forced some coke up his nose quick and 
Hey, he did he did some fucking blow us up. <laughs> Fuck get his ass out of here. Get him out. Take Caesar. Just, just feed us some just feed us some from special brownies. Drop yeah. acid, drop acid in his, his water. Hey, I wish tell him that, tell that he's dead. Don't, don't ever fucking do that to somebody, man. Nightmare. Oh fuck. That's so funny. So so um were you accepted open arms in three three? What was the what was like assimilation like? Oh, I was pretty quiet because I I wasn't yeah. sure, you know. But uh Morrison, he came up and he was like, yo, let's go do some grilling shout out. before I knew it. Yeah, and then yeah, shout out Morrison. And then uh yeah, we had a few beers and just became friends after that. So. Nice, nice. Pretty Great dope. man. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, that is a man to man thing. And then, yeah, we just, I don't know. It was pretty good. And then got assigned to Lima Company shortly after that. Like how, what was the, the turnaround on that? It, I think I was there for, a month and a half and then they told me i was going to lima two uh, months to go work with you Tejeda. went from yeah with tejeda you yeah. went from uh tripping on acid to fucking what'd you go to west coast yeah so hollywood yeah. marine over here the uh, nct yeah. figure out figure out your fucking your mls and boot camp and then you're throwing a fucking uh wing unit mm-hmm. and then you're getting kicked yeah. out of that you're thrown to a uh, infantry battalion, yeah. and you're just getting adjusted to that. And then they say, Fuck you, you're going to a line company, bitch. Yeah, and you've been yeah. in the Marine Corps for less, less than, than a year. A year. <laughs> yep, <clears throat> wow, yeah, wow. I mean, you it fucking was, took uh... it in stride. Like, props, props oh, to you, yeah. bro. You had, yeah, I mean, Tejeda was a good teacher. He just, I mean, he could have been a little bit more hands on in teaching sometimes, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> He's some sometimes you gotta kick a motherfucker out of the nest, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Get yes. your ass chewed a couple times for fucking up. Yeah, and that's that's funny that you should bring that up because when, when we speak to our you know, our good friend Evan, who who we've had on the show as well, like uh, I, uh like I he, he speaks to that that was kind of similar to your leadership style. And did you is that because you adopted that from Tahana? Well, I I did. I did. But Weiss left out the part where I showed him what he did wrong. I didn't just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was fucking wrong. And let's tear it down and do something else. So yeah, yeah, but <laughs> I could have helped him a little bit more. Yeah, <laughs> you live and you fucking I, learn. You gotta kick that fucker out of the nest to tell you yeah, what. Yeah, yeah, that, that, I'm just that, glad he didn't. I'm just glad his old bones didn't break <laughs> when he fell. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think that's a that's a very interesting uh, concept though. Is like that's a leadership that you adopted because that's what you were stuck with. Like when you got into the into the line coming, that's all you knew. That's your first impression of, I guess, like kind of like firsthand, like small unit leadership, and how you apply that almost like immediately. Like think about like the the turnaround between being the junior RO in a line company and then being the senior RO. Like it's just it's like a year and a half and like one deployment. Yeah, one deployment. One deployment. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Then you're how how was that for you? Uh 
it wasn't so bad because Tejeda had made me pretty much do a lot of it. I mean, mm-hmm. he he oversaw me. Don't get me wrong. He was he was very good leader in my case. So mm-hmm. um, he would he'd check my work, you know. But overall, I was doing the majority of serial check serial number checks and SL three shit. So. Fucking SL three pen, fucking everything. The, the the hardest thing, the hardest thing for me was talking to the higher ups because I just had that anxiety of like, dude, this guy could fuck my life over so hard. Really, so, really. Yeah, you, I had didn't, you didn't really like interacting. Yeah, you didn't really like interacting with them. Um, but I had some pretty good leaders. Uh, Lieutenant Paul, he was pretty dope. Um, you guys hated Major Jones. <laughs> I thought he was good for for Lima Company. Yeah, he was a sleazy motherfucker. Yeah, I see. I never. I think he just hated H and S Company. So I don't. Well, I, I, I had really... a little little, little I, side I never, story here. I never had him. Yeah. Our uh, our first PTA, him and our uh, uh, master sergeant got into it. And oh, oh, no, really? actually, my mass sergeant and our first sergeant got into it. Oh, Butler, Master Butler, about what yeah. fucking Goody did. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, I I do remember this. And uh, Major Jones is there, and um, it had to do with between it had to do with Mass Sergeant not not standing at parade dress when he was talking to Major Jones. Mm-hmm. And I was always a fu- I'm a fucking dad of marine, obviously, so I was always in the COC and shit. And I come in there after, and fucking First Sergeant Ray and Major Jones pull me out back, like just them two. Like, hey, Ellis, come we'll talk to you. And I'll get back. I'm like, I first sergeant and get out there and met parade dress. They're like, oh, relax, 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 yeah. chill out. And then um, they're like, uh, so is this master and Butler? Does he does he act out? I don't like try to get me to like try to like like Snitch tell on, on him, him and some rat shit. him out. And I was like, and I fucking was like, I'll play dumb. Like, oh no, he's he's blah, blah, blah. And then I went I right back and I fucking like talk, told Captain Voss everything. And I'm like, don't don't tell your officer wow. we told you this, or don't tell them we told you this. And I was like, fuck you guys, wow. like I'm loyal to my fucking com guys. Like, yeah. you ain't shit to me. I didn't hear that at all. No, no, that was internal. That was only between me. Uh, um, Captain Voss and Master Sergeant. That was just why, why do you think they kicked them. you out, Ellis? You must have looked like a rat, huh? Nah, fuck you, dude. No, <laughs> I was always like, in there, like, dude. Yeah, I was always in there. Do you think they this thought that? Mother, this, this motherfucker <laughs> will tell on some motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he looks so tight. Are you saying shit? <laughs> yeah, right, because Master Mass Sergeant Butler was gone after that, so you must have said shit. No, I say You guys ever see that? That key and peel skit of the uh, the two the hood dudes they're waiting to be mm. interrogated by the cops. He's like, man, he's my cousin. He'll never flip. He's getting fucking treats and shit from the cops. That <laughs> that's probably what they thought you were. Yeah, yeah. Like, they, they call it the, the prisoner dilemma. Fucking yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, he's just getting MREs and shit. Like, yeah, getting, getting fucking dominoes. <laughs> Hooked up, yeah. Hooked up with chili mac and fucking Domino's and shit. That menu number ten, right there, boy. What you know about yeah. that? Okay, so what is one of your most profound moments in the Marine Corps? Oh. Um, I guess doing uh beach assault in thailand okay just i don't know it just seemed pretty intense yeah talk about it yeah Yeah, enjoyed it uh 
I can't really remember a whole lot of it, but I just remember being like, holy fuck, there's a lot of shit going on around here. Um, Fucking running and gunning. Yeah. Fucking and hooking and jabbing. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Sorry, I smoked a little bit before I came Uh, Oh, no, you're fine. (laughs) I was zoning out a little bit. Yeah, you're fine, dude. But Thailand was yeah, a lot that... of fun, dude. Thailand was fucking fun, yeah. dude. We and especially the Philippines, bro. You and I got down in the Philippines, man. Like, yeah. That was yeah. that's probably that's part one of my most fun. I think I told you this too. Like offline is like that was most of my like one of my most fond memories of the Marine Corps is like yep. we're in the crowd, we're just fucking wasted, dude. And like yep. you start singing fucking uh, <clears throat> uh fucking which song was is it Linger? Uh yeah, linger, and we had her sing zombies too. Yeah, she was. I think we were. We walked in, and she was singing zombies, and that's when like Gunny, oh, yeah. uh, Gunny Aha was like fucking coming over. Gunny Baker yeah. was just like fucking oh, with yeah. us, and then they're all smoking <laughs> yeah. stogies. Yeah, and then and then so yeah. we're stand, we're like standing. There's not. I don't think there were even like enough seats or whatever, but we're standing, and she starts linger, and like the whole place like gets quiet to hear her sing but then it's just fucking andy and i singing with her yeah yeah and we're up there dancing up by the microphone she shit. calls us up there we're all like singing with her and shit yeah, yeah it's it fucking that's such a great time now every time i hear that song like i think about that moment like and i, I remember sitting there um and a lot of times because they had they had like a different like singer or someone like every night and at that hotel mm-hmm. we, we were at and like i just remember being so wasted being like oh my god they're so fucking good how are they in some fucking hotel bars in, yeah. in the philippines like what the and then i replay like the videos like you know on my phone i'm like god <laughs> like dude, yeah, yeah, no fuck. wonder they were there <laughs> no i still have that i have the picture on instagram dude i look so greasy sweaty <laughs> from fucking dancing and singing booze just pouring out yeah dude <laughs> just day drinking all day. Out. fuck <laughs> immediately wake up like we planned our days around drink. like okay if we get up at this time we could fucking just just go at it yeah that's what we did this fuck yeah it's crazy dude it's crazy it's crazy to think about <laughs> like you, you, you said it best like we planned our days around just getting drink. wasted yeah and we were in fucking Thailand. We could have been doing so much more shit. So what the <laughs> fuck were we doing? Uh, dude, I think about that all the time, and I think that's a good, that's a good segue to into this topic of like, um, like kind of. I wouldn't say like regrets, but kind of just reflecting. And you're like, Ugh, cringe, or like, Ooh, I, yeah. I wish I would have done that differently. But it's not. It doesn't eat at me like to the point like as a like a real regret would. I think. Um, and that's one of them is like being able to go to all these awesome places, like to go to Thailand, to go to the Philippines, to go to fucking, I mean, Japan and, you know, and South Korea and all these, you know, Australia, all these places and fucking based a lot of our free time because, I mean, I, I'm going to sound like I'm copping out here a little bit, but I, I, I cannot, I cannot neglect the fact that there are external stressors, dude. And the external stress of, of the Marine Corps that they put on you, dude, is, is so fucking crazy, bro. It is oh, yeah. so asinine. It, it, I can't even like put it, I can't even put it into words. Like it's, it's, it's like walking. I mean, the, the, I say eggshells. describe, yeah, it's just eggshells all the fucking time, 24 <laughs> seven eggshells. Like, 
like Legos, bitch. <laughs> like that's yeah. It's it's, it's like it's you so, walk out of your room and you have to like be on point. Like point. you have to have a shaven mm-hmm. face. You have to have a haircut. Like your uniform has to look good. If you're in civilian clothes, you have to wear a belt. You have to wear yep. fucking like proper attire everywhere you fucking go. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. I, I I agree with you a lot on like the whole missed out like opportunities and shit. Like we lived in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. I there's so much to do in Hawaii, but we were like just partying all the time. And I think. It was kind of like a release for us. Like it's kind of way just yeah. kind of let fucking go. A little a valve, just like. I, like, I remember, yeah. I remember going to Mindy's in in South Korea, and my bar tab that night was over four hundred dollars. I did thirty three oh. shots that night, and had to be carried. <laughs> Dude, the bar tabs, fuck. The bar tabs are insane. I don't think Dude. I don't think I could go back and drink with myself with, without dying. No, yeah. no. Dude, I'd go back and slap my fucking face for spending that much money on booze. Yeah, bro. And when I got out of the Marine Corps, and I did stack up like a, a decent amount of money towards the end, you know, that I could be like comfortable that like, okay, I could maybe take, you know, I could maybe be unemployed for like maybe six months um, and like not have to worry too much. Cause you know, you get out on terminal, like terminal helps a lot. Like you're out a fucking month or two early and you're getting paid that like that entire yeah. time. Like, that is like at that's like so tremendous so like that combined with like a little money i stacked up because luckily like when i got out in 2020 it was like two months after we got back from deployment so like deployment i was still going out and getting fucked up but not to the rate as i was usually doing it and but looking at that number compared to like guys like evan when he told me his number I mean, obviously he's like really good, like with being like saving money. Stuff. And shit. Yeah. But like, and, and then other dudes I knew that really set themselves up, like, because they didn't fucking do the shit that I was doing. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I do kick myself in the ass about it. It's like, I, but at the end of the day, like, yes, it would have been cool to do maybe some of these extra things in these places that we, that we lived in or visited. Um, but I mean, I can't, I can't deny I did have a lot of fun. Like, it's, like oh, yeah. I cannot fucking deny I mean, that I had. I don't fun. think. I don't think I'd take back any of the, any of the memories that we did, and yeah. Even all the, ones the good I can't ones remember, are you know? hammered. Yeah, dude, I, <laughs> there are so many things that I do not remember about that place. Yeah, and I, I, it put us. I think it put us on such a, and that's funny because we. I think we were all like relative on the same level here when it came to like substance use in the yeah, war. so like yeah, i think we're on the, we're all on the same page here um and i i think what it was like a very like vicious like emotional cycle slash roller coaster in which like like when i was like getting drunk or had or like looking forward to getting drunk i was like really on this high dude yeah. really on this high and then like, like- when I was stuck in the field and fucking doing bullshit and whatever, I was just yeah. like really, really fucking low. Like, 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 and I get depressed. I mean, everyone gets depressed and like veterans have a whole nother depression. Like you talk about depression blanket, like throwing like a whoopee on top of that depression whoopee. And that's, that's your veteran. And like, I, it's still, to me, it was like such a, deep deep level of like depression there than I kind of have now I think it was such a different level of despair because you're within the constraints of the military so you knew you couldn't get out you knew you couldn't go anywhere you knew that you were trapped yeah just the fuck prison like better have your fucking face fucking shaved that shit fucking sucks so how did you navigate it dude I um 
the face shaving thing that sucked because yeah <laughs> I, I i'd shave in the morning and they'd send me back to shave again it's like shaved a fucking half hour ago man like yeah it just it looks like i got fucking stubble yeah but no the pressure is definitely unreal on marines that i don't i that's one thing i wish that they would like fix maybe alleviate some of that shit for some yeah. of the guys but but you can't i mean can you yeah i mean there's no way like, to do it i suppose iron sharpens iron right right yeah. chris yeah yeah, I think it builds a lot of mental fortitude. I mean, it, like, uh, even now that we're out, it's like I feel like we can handle situations a lot, stressful situations better than others. Like, I I work in IT, not a very stressful job at all. But a couple weekends ago, we had a uh, do a, a a big a big project, and there were these two other guys working with, and they were freaking out, blah blah. blah. I'm like, dude, like, we're just putting in switches. It's like, hey, calm down. It's like yeah. we're we're this is going on right now. We're not getting screamed at. Fucking like, yeah. we're not getting pissed on. Like, we're just yeah. switches. Like, just yeah. like, calm down. Yeah. And it's helped out. Like, even uh, like other like real life situations. Um, I don't know if I told a story on a podcast yet, but like, I saved my buddy's life when he was drowning one time. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. The yeah, my friend, like... I first got out. <laughs> yeah, and uh, like I remember being underwater and holding him and being like. If I like don't get my shit under control right now and don't I like calm down and like figure out what the fuck to do, like I'm gonna fucking drown. Mm-hmm. And I think having that like moment of clarity is like, all right, move forward. Yeah. What's the next step? And that's another thing in the military is like always like, what's the next fucking step? You take it like chow by chow, day by day, you know. Yeah, chow to chow, church to church. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely does build a give you a lot of structure in your life. Like um like I I knew right away. Once I got out, I was on my own. So I was finding jobs and I had shit lined up like before I was even there. You know what I mean? Like I was anticipating problems that I was going to have. And yeah. And I don't, I don't think a lot of people really have that anymore. Like people are sort of fucking like other than military, it seems like people, they just, um, they just wing it and then whatever happens happens they don't have any plans for anything or yeah yeah it's so funny you should say that at one of my <clears throat> one of my friends at my school that uh at my college he's a former marine he actually knows uh terrence <laughs> fucking Sandfield. um Summerfield, he knows Summerfield. Oh, Summerfield, oh, yeah. Oh shit, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I he forgot knows, the first name. Yeah, he knows. He knows Summerfield. Um, and uh, and he literally just said this to me today. It's so funny you should say that. And he was because he was he's talking about sitting next to some dickhead in class, right? Some kid, some dumbass kid. And he was like, like, how is everything? How does everything just like work out for you? Like, how does everything just like kind of like fall into place like for you? And and it feels like we kind of have to work. Or it's seemingly that we have to work a lot harder to kind of to make that happen. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I guess a lot of people they fall back on their parents. So it seems like. Yeah. New generations there. Oh, I'll, I'll just do this and tell mommy and daddy. Daddy had to fuck the savings. Yeah. So how was well, that adjustment for you then? Yeah. For like getting, getting out, like transitioning to becoming a, a veteran, oh, like civilian. I. Right away, <laughs> right away, I was pumped, but then a couple weeks in, I was missing all, all you guys, you know. Yeah, uh, started drinking a lot more, it was pretty bad. I ended up getting a 
Dewey nine months after getting out. Yeah. But I mean, I was working, so I was able to take care of myself, but it, mm -hmm. um, it was a struggle getting out. Yeah. Miss, missed friends, but uh, it was weird too, just seeing these trash people walking around, like going to Walmart. <laughs> fucking fat motherfuckers like oh my god everywhere dude. they're fucking Why? everywhere dude nobody takes care of themselves no. nobody dude get off your fucking rascal and walk around <laughs> fat fuck so that you Maybe still you carry that mentality huh yeah fucking I, nasty I civilians bro yeah but i mean i guess some people can't help it maybe i don't know i don't i don't know maybe some people fucking genetically can't do it i don't know if i believe it but i don't believe yeah. that shit what? Believe I, don't, shit. I, I i think genetics can, is why it's much fat uh, i don't know i i don't fucking know that's shit that they say i don't it's not a thing it's, it's, it's just calories in versus calories out bro <laughs> <laughs> so so it was kind of you know you said you had a lot of jobs lined up or you had like a lot of things like lined up because you knew you're going to be on your own struggling with, you know, being away from the homies, you know, that's always, that's always the big thing. And as, as time has gone on, you know, it's, it's been, you got out in what year? 19. 19. So it's been, wow, it's been four years, you know, um, yeah. or coming yeah, up. You've been out years. as long as you did four years. If you're listening, if you're yeah. four years. Yeah. How does that feel now that you broke that barrier that you've been out? longer than your little, contract was it's a little weird knowing that i'm not on irr anymore or whatever mm -hmm. uh the reserve thing yeah um it's i don't know it's it's kind of nice i kind of moved on I, I have a lot of good memories and i don't think i'd ever change anything um it kind of kind of does suck not being involved in it anymore yeah that makes sense like with the like because i'm i feel like i'll be i'll feel incredibly guilty if we end up going to war and I'm just stuck here you know yeah because if that happens be 30 something i'll be getting waivers like weiss or something yeah <laughs> i'm already fucked up so i don't know so that that makes me feel a little bit upset i guess that i yeah. don't have that but yeah, yeah. It's, i don't know it's definitely a weird feeling um like i have my my blues are hanging up in my closet and every once in a while i'll move something and i'll finally see them and i'll just like look yeah. at them and be like well I was like, you know that, that that chapter's over and i'll keep moving on and there's a a, a, a marine corps veteran um artist it's like ben carlson or something i forget his name but he has a, a picture he drew that exact uh um scene and i'll actually uh i'll send a shoot over to you moss we can maybe put it in the i'll put it up in the chat but it's it's a cool picture and it makes you reflect for a moment it's like all right a lot of chapters over yeah so how do we so how do we what does that look like for you guys like what does that look like when we say like that chapter's closed like is it just something that just passively came is it something where you have to really come to to grips with and like process like interpersonally so I actually was asked that question and, and discussed that with one of my really good uh, high school friends. And the way I explained it is I've had three different lifetimes. I feel like I had my pre Marine Corps lifetime, 
growing up, uh, going through school, high school, graduating high school. Then I had my Marine Corps lifetime, which was a lifetime that only you guys know, but nobody here does. Nobody knew my day to day life. None of my friends, friends and family did. None of my my mom did. My dad didn't. You know, um, my my spouse doesn't know my life, what it was like. Uh, it's a completely different lifetime. And now I have my post Marine Corps lifetime. I'm out of the Marine Corps now. I'm getting settled in my career. I'm settling down, buying a house, all this stuff. And it's like, it's like worlds apart from what I used to be. Like it used to be, you know, waking up, fucking running a couple miles over for PT, whatever PT, doing shit with the boys, going on field ops, like fucking, I mean, doing shit that I never thought I was gonna be able to do or never experienced my life until I joined the Marine Corps. So it's, it's moving on, uh, but not forgetting, you know, I always like to say at the end of the podcast, like, Hey, reach out to your boys. I feel like, uh, you know, when you get out, you go through those certain struggles, like we all did, you know, only the boys know that So it's good to stay in contact and also talk about this, talk about our memories. I mean, we're on here fucking laughing and shit, telling these fucking stories. Like it, it's, it's funny. It's, 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 it's a different yeah. lifetime and it's fun to talk about. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's it is a little different being being out of out of this shit. Um, you miss. Um, trying to, just seeing your friends every day. You miss that, obviously. I said that, but um, you just, uh, it's almost like you just miss the environment, even even as stressful as it was. Mm-hmm. It's like you miss the. Um, I don't really know how to describe it. Like you just miss seeing all the shit that was going on. Like dudes fucking PTing or yeah. Like the, there's some dudes fucking. They're going to the the club. Like mm-hmm. you know, you know all the stuff that's going on on base. You know, and now it's kind of like oh, I'm just a fucking ant. Fucking yeah. in this, this it's funny you little... should you should say ant because then would you would you call that control? Would you say you would have you had more control because you knew everything that was going on around you? You know, you knew that uh you know when limbo you knew when you're gonna fucking eat, you knew when you were gonna have yeah. you knew when you sleep and all that stuff, you knew <clears throat> like what you could do on the weekends, what you were gonna do on the weekends, because you almost the same shit every weekend sometimes, you know. So like yeah. So would would you say is like control? Yeah, it was, uh, well, I mean, maybe not so much control, but like just the, the, the structure, like structure. just, okay. you knew, you knew what was going on, what, what you could, uh, the predictability of it. Yeah. Predictability. Yeah. 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 Makes- yeah. I think. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what for me what like closing the chapters look like. I don't know. I feel like, um, you know, I'm what like three years. We're we're, we're what Chris three years removed now. Yep. Um, Just pat well, three years, two months. Yeah, three years, two months. Like removed from being out, and like I feel like. 
I don't know. It's it's always it's it's a weird thing because like Chris, just like how you put it, like it's like different parts of your life, right? But like those different parts of your life like make up like your identity, right? And you have your identity of like which is like a which is avowed. Your avowed identity is um, like what you see yourself as, what you believe yourself to be. Um, like I believe myself to be a veteran. Like I believe myself to be a male. Like I believe like all the you know it could be anything. Um, and that could be like performative in nature, you know, uh, like it's something like putting a fucking, you know, a little license, I have my, around my license plates, you know, it's like United States Marine Corps, like, you know, or somebody putting, you know, put it on your fucking sticker, or just wearing, you know, your old, like some of your fucking old shirts, like out, like your fucking J-dubs hoodie or whatever, you know, out in town or just whatever it's. I'm not when when you do that. I'm not sure if that chapter's ever closed, you know, because it's always yeah. going to be a part of you. Um, but I guess like experience wise, like you know, like there's never going to be an experience like it. I I've made my peace with that, and if if that's my chapter being closed, and then yeah, I would say like my my chapter's closed. That you know, and I think if I brought it all the way back to like when I was in high school, like my junior year, I had a defensive coordinator and he served like 20 years in the army um and uh he told me like my junior year he's like hey man if you love like this environment that you're in right now like the football environment like the structure of it all like the camaraderie like of it all he's like you're never gonna get that anywhere else but the military he's like i promise you that you're not gonna get it anywhere else but the military and i think that really stuck with me because i that was like one of my favorite aspects of like playing sports and then yeah I, i and i got that in the military and, and it's kind of um and we can speak about this like we'll go around the horn here like when it and we'll speak about the homies you know like like having knowing that you have this profound experience with these guys you know that that's going to live, live with you forever these guys you know they're going to stick with you forever like in your hearts and your minds but it happens so early in your life and now you still have to live the rest of your life. Like we're still yeah. young. So like, how, wh- how does that, how does that make you feel? So uh, I'll go, go ahead. Go, I'll go first. No, you, you go first. bro. <laughs> I need to think on. All right. So man, I kind of lost my thought for a second. <laughs> I, I, I fucked it up. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> I, I feel like, um, Moss, you go, you go. Well, okay. I mean, to for me, I don't know. It's 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 daunting. It's a little scary. It's a little um it it feels manageable though. Like that's the thing. It's like I feel I think I think one thing that Andy you made me think of when you were talking about like that feeling of not only like of like you you said that like you miss the environment though you knew like it was like the pressure like the stressful like you knew it was gonna be stressful and i think a part of that was kind of like this toxic relationship with the environment of like man this is so hard but i know i'm fucking pulling it off like it's it's a constant like it's a constant i shave yep i fucking shaved am i wearing my my fucking uniform check yeah i'm fucking squared away and it was like a it was like a big deal to be fucking squared away like you're you're like yeah this motherfucker squared away like and that was the norm like that was the fucking norm so you always had that like kind of like constant reassurance and affirmation of like yeah yeah that that's fucking me that's fucking me you know and out here 
in the civilian world like it's 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 not really like that and that's why i think it makes a lot of sense why people kind of resort to like social media and like the instant gratification of things um because i do miss that you know i, I do kind of miss like you know feeling like a fucking hot shot all the time you know and you don't want to be that fucking and you don't want to be that like veteran hot shot dude because those dudes yeah. are fucking worse you know like um so but like, like the guy that's always bragging about exactly 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 so for me like i had to come to grips with that but to, to deal with like my relationships with my friends and knowing that i experienced something so profound um with them and looking towards you know my future um you know that that having that experience of like you know walk on eggshells all the time and like having to pull it off like that makes that gives me the impression that it's manageable that i can that I can't, I can't handle it. Like I, I know I can manage it, and I know that you know. But also, it's also the the realistic, the realism of it all. Um, I think is something that is is given us our experiences, given us is like it's not gonna be easy, you know. Like yeah. it's just fucking not. But like you just have to take it. Like you just have to like you you bouncing around everywhere within your first year in the Marine Corps. Like you just have to roll with it. Like you just have to fucking keep running. You just have to keep moving forward. Um, and and I think knowing that I have guys like you both and, and Aaron who couldn't be here today and, and everyone else who's been on the podcast and all my other friends who haven't been on the podcast and every fucking veteran listening, like I know that we can do it together i guess you know knowing that i still yeah. had those relationships and that we were we were literally forged you know like by fire oh, yeah. yeah there's there's no quit yeah yeah especially yeah. when yeah. you rope us all in like together like, oh yeah that's like I, I, when you there isn't a veteran that you wouldn't stop to help you know like even you wouldn't even have to been in the same unit yeah or even the same branch really like it, you know, everybody just knows that you're fucking you're gonna be there for them yeah so. yeah <clears throat> you find your thought chris <laughs> yeah going back to the homies man mm. different aspect of that that uh that i thought of was you know we all grew up together. That was a point where most of us just got out of high school. We never lived on our own and we're thrown to different parts of the country all over. We're put into a very stressful environment where you're, we're made to be on point everywhere we go. And I think it, it made us grow up and it made the people around us grow up, but uh, we were all there together. And that's another, another weird thing. Like looking back now, especially as we're, you know, we're getting, three, four, five, six years apart from the, from the, our service is looking back at pictures. Kind of regretting that I didn't take more pictures because it was always kind of like a douchebag thing yeah. to do. Like, oh, don't take pictures with your fucking, mm. with your gats and shit posted up. Like, no, like man, fucking do that shit. Mm. Looking back and seeing my boys and like, it's kind of weird, dude, seeing, seeing like a younger version of myself and seeing the younger version of my, my buddies and shit. And it's like, wow, like, like I've, 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 I've moved, you know, put some time on since then you know i moved moved to places been around the world like i've been seeing some crazy shit had some crazy experiences like it's cool to reflect on and it's cool that that we had the opportunity to, like, to all grow up together and then move back to our different parts of the country you know 
fucking yeah. Moss is in California now. You're in Wisconsin. I'm Ohio, and you know we're still staying in contact. Minnesota, <laughs> or no. Minnesota. That's, fuck, <laughs> sorry, sorry. You're, yeah, because you're in Michigan, right? No, Ohio. See, see. Ohio. Shit. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, well, he was in Michigan, so you're not. Wrong. I was. He I was. was yeah. Was yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's yeah. it's a it's a it's a big deal. Like Andy, did you want to touch on it? <clears throat> uh, well, as I'm trying to think, man. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The experiences are by far my favorite part of it, and then yeah, camaraderie. Um, but. Like looking forward, how did you that, guys how, get how, some deep? Yeah. <laughs> oh, looking forward. Yeah. So looking forward, how does like um, you know, experiencing all that with your homies, right? Looking forward, like how is, how does that make you feel? Like looking into your future, especially like I mean, we were we were oh. speaking before, like you're 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 planning for a wedding, like congratulations, yeah. you're engaged, yeah. so like, um, and I you know I, so, I do the, <laughs> and fucking, so and so. Yeah. Like, how does, you know, are you prepared for that? Because that's a big step, you know? And this is a step that's, like, would you consider this one of your bigger steps that, you, that you've made since you've been out of the Marine Corps, like, milestone-wise? Yeah, that's probably one of my biggest steps so far. Um, but in relation to, the like, Marine Corps, you, um, I don't entirely understand the question. So, like, moving forward, yeah. How like, does the like Marine no, Corps affect my life? Yeah, essentially. Um, um, uh, it's helped me out. It's helped me out with work a lot in the road side because I just have that endurance, you know. Um, mm. So I'm able to keep up. And uh, it gave me a work ethic that will stick with me forever. Yeah, I think at least until my body gives out. You yeah, know? but uh, <laughs> um, and it gave me a loyalty. That's for sure. I'm yeah. a lot more loyal than I used to be as a kid. Um, which goes a long ways, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, in the person's life. Definitely. I mean, nobody wants to have a person that isn't loyal in your life. So, yeah, exactly. I'd say that that's pretty much my outlook and how that affects my future. Yeah. Yeah. Chris? Uh, yeah, it's not uh, as long, long of a depth or explanation. What, what, what is the question? <laughs> We'll switch up. We'll, 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 we'll switch up. Bro, am, am I like lost right now? Am I fucking just high as fuck? No, no, you're good. You're good. We're, okay. we're all we're all in a pretty good place right now. Like we're we're fine. But yeah, so excuse me. So transition out now. It's helped you with your work ethic. You know, it's it's definitely helped you in your in your job perspective. Like how have um like your personal relationships been like since you've been out like how could you relate those to the oh. um i have a lot more patience for sure with like yeah. um, just listening to people talk mm-hmm. i don't know how that 
I think it's from like all the radio watch. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> probably, probably not the radio watch, but uh, um, just having to sit through all the shit that we had to do, I just have this patience, um, and that helps, I think, a lot in a relationship. Um, I don't really know any other ways how it helps me in the relationship. Like, do you have, yeah. like, civilian buddies? Was it easy making civilian oh. friends? Oh, shit. I have, I have a bunch of good buddies. I make a lot of buddies at work. Um, yeah. Any other vets? What's that? Any other vets? Any other... No, not really. Uh, there is a the couple of kids proud, that huh? I grew up with. What's that? The few the, the, the proud, few. huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, when you when you when you do get a, you'll cause you eventually will you'll you'll work with somebody who's a veteran, dude. It's like working with just like one of your boys. Yeah. I, we yeah. have had on here Michael that I worked with, and yeah. I met him at work, and it was like, you know how like Marines are like the gayest straight dude you'll meet. Yeah. It yeah. was in like with like three seconds of meeting him, we're just like we're boys. Like. Yeah. <laughs> do we yeah. just become best friends? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Shout out, Michael. Shout out. Just explaining all the, having, suppose exchanging all the old bullshit stories probably helped build that. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Oh, everything. Yeah. Yeah. So and so and so it was relatively easy for you to kind of make like civilian friends and to kind of like assimilate back into. Yeah. Well, I mean, I. Yeah, I mean, I was just drinking and shit, so a lot of the booze helped me make friends. Oh, I mean, yeah. but uh. How's your drinking yeah, now? Uh, I've definitely lit, uh, lined up on the drinking a lot. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm still friends with a lot of my high school friends. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're not the same. or It's not the same friendship it used to be. Yeah. Um, it would be nice to have a, a friend that that's a veteran, I guess. But yeah. uh, I, I do have one that's a veteran. But he's like significantly older, and uh, yeah, and he was, uh, uh motor pool fucking dude, motor, fucking uh, motor, motor, motor pool, yeah, motor pool. So we didn't have too much in common. Yeah, so you said you have you live in a small town though, right? And so there's, are there any like, you know, there's. VFWs, American Legions. I mean, those are usually the older guys in there too. But yeah, there's, there's no other like you know some vet togethers you know nearby that you would. Would you even be interested in going to to something like that? I, like, I, yeah, I've been to a couple. I I am a member of a legion, but uh, hmm. I went to a couple meetings and I just sort of hung out in the background because it was all older people, you know. So yeah, like these dudes are all in Nam and shit. So yeah, <laughs> Desert Storm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are some cool, cool fucking stories, bro. Yeah, yeah, they do. Dude, talk to those dudes. Yeah. I used to work at a, a VFW National for Children. It's a nonprofit organization of veterans and their families that are transitioning out of the military. So shout out them, anybody. Shout anybody out. Needs help, if anybody needs help, go to them. Send me their link. But, I'll uh, put it in the description. Probably should do that. But... Oh, okay. Well, we won't. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> that last will be in the description. Yeah, damn right. <laughs> but uh. <laughs> But, I don't know. Uh, I, I I've had a, a hard. I have a hard time talking to 
some people some uh, i don't know i have a weird anxiety about talking yeah yeah um so i mean if somebody comes and talks to me i can't really have i have a hard time having like a real conversation mm-hmm. i find myself just rambling about stupid shit or i'll make a joke so yeah <laughs> but um yeah uh i guess i should try it something it helped me build myself a little better yeah. those, little, those little veterans man they're, they're they're cool they're fun to talk to like they're good guys and, and they they want to they want to talk to the younger generation that's what i learned working there yeah. it's like the older generation loves talking to the younger generation they want to know about your experience they don't care that you didn't go to combat like they don't fucking care they want to know about like your times like that's that's i never i would never get asked like i mean yeah i'll get asked if i ever went to like overseas or something like that but they just mainly want to know like oh what was what you do in your unit like like you know was your mos like how'd you like it like that's what they care about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's shared experience that's shared identity yeah. i think is it's what they're seeking the most you know and i think that's what we're all kind of seeking the most as veterans on the outside world is like like you said, Andy, like it would be real nice to have like a veteran, I guess specifically a veteran friend, like specifically like around your age, um, that you can relate to. I mean, obviously you have us, but you know, we're, we're yeah. not, we're not yeah. out there fucking. You're halfway across yeah. the, <laughs> the country. Yeah. Um, yeah, nah, we'll, we'll fucking, we'll wrap it up here. We'll do, we have any final thoughts that we'd like to. Uh, no, I, I hope, uh, this wasn't a waste of you guys' time. Oh, no, dude. Hell fucking no, hell dude. No. Like, this was awesome, man, having you on. Yeah, it's great people, talking to you guys. People love hearing other people's stories. Yeah. And, and just yeah. listening about their experiences. It's, 100%. It's, it's cool. 100%. Yeah, and I think that's the big thing about this podcast, like, especially, like, the besides us bullshitting about like fucking alien theories Aliens or whatever, shit. like getting high and just getting fucked up and talking about weird stuff. But the interview side of of this podcast is like you you have an opportunity not only to shoot the shit with us because we're, we're buddies and we all serve together but to, to share your story and um that people war, will be able to fucking relate to and like somebody out there will be able to relate to it and i think that's the most in, important thing um is that we like we weren't the fucking dudes like that went bump in the night no we were we were the average yeah. joes like we we it was just yeah. an average experience i would say an average experience but we were just the average guys in the military like yeah sure we're fucking marines you know so that kind of puts us a little bit better than everybody else but but uh <laughs> hey, <man. laughs> but um like no but that that experience in itself you know it speaks for itself i think it's it's something that you what we're, we're always going to carry with us it's always going to be a part of us and uh, yeah. yeah it's prepared us it's prepared us for for what we're doing now and yeah. and i think when people listen to this and it's like oh shit that sounds like something i did or whatever you know fucking hop yeah. on email us shit fucking just send us a fucking email um and hop on the cast and, and share your story but andy like I said uh fucking awesome having you on chris would you yeah thank thanks for having me guys i yeah. appreciate it yeah of course. yeah man good talking uh... to you yeah. Great having you on, brother. Uh, just like every other week, man, reach out to somebody. Tell them what's up. Ask them what their yeah. biggest bar tab was. Yeah. Biggest bar tab in yeah. the comments. All right. The comments. That's what we need. Yeah. Biggest bar tab. Biggest bar tab. All right. That's, yeah. So that's that. We'll attach that to the fucking to the post too. Like, yeah. Comment yeah. your biggest fucking yeah. bar tab in the Marine Corps. Okay. We'll, dude, we'll throw uh, our, we'll throw I do. I do there. have one. I have one more. Uh, dude. 
I'll never forget this night. Nancy just drained, drained fucking bank account immediately. <laughs> called Navy Fed in the morning. It was like, yo, somebody stole my fucking card. It was fucking hilarious. <laughs> fucking. I was like, dude. You cannot fucking do that. He did it like multiple times. Come yeah. on. Man. I should, <laughs> I should, oh, maybe I shouldn't have named him after my No, I'll, I'll cut his I'll cut his name uh, out. Okay, cool. I'll cut his name sorry, out. But... but no, you're you're good. But like that that's fucking funny because I tell that story to people all the time. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, you, so you want to know how crazy it was, like how dedicated we were partying. Like I had a buddy who, you know, fucking yeah. this yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, the fucking yeah. Yeah, fucking uh, <clears throat> reach out to a buddy, speak to a buddy. Um, you know, it's always it makes like having you on, Andy. Like it makes my heart so full, man. Like it's you know we haven't. I don't think I've actually heard your fucking voice and like like since you got out, like fucking like four years ago, <laughs> dude. Like it's crazy. Like, it's been a minute. Yeah, we we fucking it was the Snapchat game for a little bit, and then I hopped off the yeah. Snapchat group chat, and then it's just been the fucking Facebook messages. Do we we have each other's number, right? Do we have each other's number? I don't I don't know. I, I might have it. I do. Everyone in my phone. So this is another Marine Corps thing or military thing. People, if I met you in the Marine Corps and you were a rank above me, chances are like you're you're still in my phone as that rank as that rank and yep. name yeah. <laughs> like i yeah, just changed I, arco from sergeant arco like the other day like him and i him and yeah. i were texting and i was like i was like fucking i was like why do i still have him as sergeant like like him and i were literally just chilling like not too long ago so yeah, yeah. No, yeah. but uh reach out talk to somebody uh again for the thousandth time thank you for coming on andy um yeah and well here we are yeah, you guys you stuck with yeah. us all the way to the end. <laughs> we thank you. Yeah, dude, it. I'm fucking. Yeah. No worries. Fuck. My bad. My bad. I'm fucking exhausted. He's fucking bro. ripped right now. No, you're good. You're good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, dude. I, I worked eight hours and then I drove three hours too. So just done. Yeah, Andy got drilled for three hours. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I, I drove, dog. Oh. I drove. <laughs> Okay, here here we go. Three, two, one. Well, here we are. You stuck with us all the way to the end. We thank you for listening. We want our listeners to know that if your pack becomes too heavy, don't drop it. The Veterans Crisis Hotline, the Veterans Crisis Hotline can be reached at 1-800-273-8255 or simply 988 or any VA line and press 7. If you'd like to enjoy more content, don't forget to subscribe. Simplify and keep rolling on. Yep. Yeah.